Hello and welcome to the World of Mouth podcast, where we share the stories of the world's best chefs and restaurateurs and their favorite destinations to travel and eat. My name is Kenneth Nars and I'm the creative director of World of Mouth, a platform that connects over 600 restaurant experts who share their favorite restaurants from the best place to grab a taco or a hot dog to the latest must-visit new fine dining restaurant opening. Today we're meeting Chef Himanshu Saini at restaurant Tresind Studio in Dubai. As a chef, his mission is to change the perception of Indian cuisine and elevate how we experience Indian food today. We will hear about Himanshu Saini's childhood in an agricultural family in India, with plenty of fresh produce and herbs used in the kitchen. At the end of the podcast, he will reveal his favorite restaurant recommendations in Dubai, India and in the rest of the world. You'll also find these places in the World of Mouth app. Tell me, who is Himanshu Saini? Well, um... I'm a chef uh, from Delhi in India and uh, I've started cooking uh, from last 15 years uh, but of course I'm from old part of Delhi which is still considered to be the foodie paradise. There are street shops, uh, street food vendors who have been carrying on from generations to generations over 100 years there are stops, shops which still exist. Uh, carrying the legacy forward so I've grown up in that surrounding which is which is around street food which is around fresh produce because my family and the great grandfathers they were all from the agricultural background so there was always that interest uh, with eating around eating at home so there was a moment where I always used to say that we live to eat then you know eat to live uh, which was uh, which still, I think, uh, one of the biggest reasons why I became chef. And uh, I think also the second uh, point can be a scenario where I say that I was not good at anything else also. So not good in studies, sports was never a given an option. So I think it was just a tumbling effect where uh, I just gave an entrance exam to a culinary school where I have I could not sit for anything else in terms of the professional education. I got into the culinary school and then from then onwards it's just one stage after another stage I was going deep rooted into this in, in this industry. I'm glad that uh, I am a chef because I think that's that's one job I love doing the most. I spend hours and hours in the restaurant because I love being here, uh, it feels like home. Uh, but then, yeah, it's an amazing journey so far. Uh, but I think the whole uh, scenario now with my cooking style with Crescent Studio is just to promote Indian food as much as possible because I still believe uh, Indian food is doesn't have that much exposure around the world, doesn't get the attention it deserved uh, over many years. And now from last two, three years when I started to travel more, it's still sad to see the perception of Indian food is so poor. And back in the day, we used to say, okay, we are doing progressive Indian food, it's a modern style, but then people don't understand Indian food, so there's no point of talking about progression. Uh, and that's how the menu from last year uh, has completely changed the outline of what we are doing in the restaurant. Uh, the first philosophy now is to promote the diversity of our country and of course I would say we can look it through a modern lens but uh, for me uh, I cook Indian food 
what I interpret it uh, myself in a very different way because you know as, as we say there is Indian Indian uh, culture is always influenced from uh, colonization from from British influence to Portuguese to Dutch uh, to the Mughal influence so Indian food is always adapted uh, many other different cultures and still moving forward and I think we talk about you know modernizing ourselves with what we wear today uh, how we keep ourselves socially active it's all part of the evolution and I think when you when you are updating yourself with many things why why you want to leave the food behind why can't food move step by step with how you are a person is evolving himself uh, even in India now so there may be many elements in my cooking which is not natively Indian but I have uh, grown up eating it or I have uh, picked them from my travels uh, and I use them in a shadow where the essence of the dish is still Indian but I am incorporating many things how my country incorporated many cultures and many influences but still the essence of the people living in India is a big bracket of being an Indian uh, culture, Indian people. So I think I've, I move ahead with the same philosophy now uh, and when you coming to eat uh, very soon you will you will understand more that what I'm trying to say. I don't want to spill all the beans here and uh, give up the surprises. So we are now uh, sitting in Dubai, out uh, at uh, the Palm in, in, in Dubai, at Tresin Studio. Yes. Uh, if we take a few years back, tell me the, the background briefly, the background of, of Tresin, how, how and when did that start? So Tresin uh, was the first restaurant from Passion F&B, which is the company now, owned by Mr. Bupendra Nath. He was also, his dad was also, uh, was a restauranter back in the country many, many years ago. And uh, when the family moved here, uh, they always had this passion to run a restaurant uh, because that's something which his father enjoyed the most. Uh, and he started off with this one restaurant which is Tresind. It still exists. Of course, we've changed the location. And uh, we opened Tresind in 2014. And, uh, and we were doing well. Tresind is, we used to say, modern Indian restaurant. It's still traditional at heart. It's more family style sharing uh, food, but always had some tweaks here and there to make it interesting. But in 2018, uh, we decided to take a chance to open a studio inside Tresin restaurant. So Tresin studio used to be inside Tresin restaurant. And, and we were not really sure whether a concept like studio would work in a city like Dubai, because Dubai, I think back in the day now it's, ever-changing scenario, uh, never had patience to eat a tasting menu, two and a half hours, pay in advance, dietary requirements. Uh, and of course, we've seen many tough days. Uh, it was just a 20-seater restaurant back in the day, and still we maintain that same philosophy of just having 20 seats. And there were days where we couldn't even fill a single guest. Uh, it was so hard to get people in. Of course, anyone who've come in, uh, who have who've come to a studio before, they loved it and they've become part of the family over these years, but it was always difficult to get the people in. So, and we've maintained a small database of, of the crowd who were in Dubai up for these kind of experiences. 
And just to keep the cycle going forward, we used to change menu every four months to get the repeat customers back. And uh, and then <clears throat> I think after pandemic, it's something I always say it's a blessing for a city like Dubai. It was it never stopped. Uh, it was it was taken care of so well, uh, adapted the lifestyles. Everyone I think city was was one of the only cities which were open throughout the world. And I think that was the moment when we started getting more exposure because everyone from chefs to people who couldn't travel for many, many months were just traveling to Dubai because that was the only place existed uh, for them to socialize. And I think that was a big break, to be honest. Uh, so COVID, COVID came as a blessing. For us, uh, I think it was COVID as a blessing. Uh, uh, and I think... The, the journey really started with Chef Anna, and she's always one of the special chefs. Uh, Anna Ross. Anna Ross. Yeah. She was the first one to come and cook with us. Uh, and you know, back in the day, we were not popular. And when you talk about a forehands collaboration, it's every chef's aspiration to. I'm, I mean to say, there are chefs who thinks differently, like Chef Anna, but many chefs they would, they would collaborate, with the ones who are known, you know, or they feel they look up to them or they are equal in terms of uh, in terms of stars and ratings and everything but to cook with someone who is not known who is who has no exposure i think she, she she's one of the only person who can who can do this and you know from then onwards it becomes so easy for us to connect with chefs because then the world has seen okay Russian studio has worked with chef Anna. So mm -hmm. the next one was easier to convince yeah. and so on and so forth. The doors, doors opened. Yeah, doors opened. And I think also it was just in the pandemic. As I said, the journey really started from there. And I think back in the day, we really lacked confidence also. Of course, we were doing what we tried to do to get the people in. We were trying to adapt the styles, which the city is trend, trends with. Uh, and then... Of course, when there are not enough people, you always self-doubt and ask yourself whether this is a right way to cook for this in this city or is it a right direction. And I think when when you have such big masters in your kitchen, the kind of energy they bring in uh, with them has started to change, impact our philosophies also. The, the confidence was coming back. And I think it was all about, I always say cooking is about confidence. Like if you are confident enough to cook, uh, and and understand if it's right or wrong about your own dish, I think uh, that's the best way to move forward. So for me, I think it was again uh, a butterfly effect, uh, and we what we've achieved in the last couple of years is something which has never been I could never have imagined myself uh, that all of the masters I've looked up to from Netflix to their books uh, are coming here to eat are are my friends now. So it's a special moment for us, yeah. And uh, you actually mentioned that Anna Ross is coming here to you tonight. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's a coincidence, yeah. Yes. Uh, as we are in, in Dubai, you, for how long have you been in, in Dubai? Nine years now. Nine years now. Yes. Uh, the Dubai restaurant scene, uh, how to describe it? I mean, it's it's a very special scene with yeah. different aspects. How yeah. would you wrap it up if it's possible? No, I think where, uh, when when I came to Dubai, it was 
it was a growing uh, hospitality industry there were many big restaurant chains from overseas who would come in and do well the home grown restaurants were were not doing so well and i think again with the pandemic and the effect after that with the michelin coming in with the 50 best coming in and now we see how much importance the home grown restaurants are being given now everybody is challenging themselves and want to do the best version of themselves back in the day the only motivation for a big chef to come here was just to make big money but now i think it's everything changed because the competition with the grown home grown restaurants is also so difficult that any big chef who's coming into the region now wants to bring their best so i think that has really impacted city uh, and i think i still believe that restaurant studio could have only worked in a city like dubai lot of people come and say you know this this could have been even more wonderful in in london for example i said no because of my understanding of the region it is close to india the population dominantly is indian also here and i get best ingredients from india because of the export quality always going out of the country and i have the best access of ingredients from rest of the rest of the world also and in terms of audience also it's challenging but also it's now a blessing that people from different parts of the country come and visit uh, dubai and uh, it's a challenge to cook and hap- make everyone happy with it but i think it just gives you more exposure also so every day the dining room is is multinational uh, it's very interesting uh, and i'm happy that the people who works inside this restaurant doesn't matter any nationality and even indians for example when you do such kind of an cuisine i always say indians are my true litmus test because they know they know the history they know the back pages and they can easily be offended or they can easily say okay this is not indian food but i am really happy that even they understand uh, what we trying to do here we try to break all the all the stereotypes around indian food probably the only indian restaurant in the world which would not serve you a bread or a rice um, of course it's a multi course tasting menu but uh, i think that's that's the whole idea is to offer something different uh, at the same time telling the whole world what is indian food uh, and and i think it's a great moment in in general with indian food because now i know many chefs who are working in different parts of the world uh, promoting indian food uh, and i always believe without being biased it has it has all the components to become one of the one of the successful cuisines one of the most loved cuisines in the world going forward Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. There's Gagan Anand and uh, yes. many many superstars uh, yeah. from with with Indian background now. Yeah. Um, if you would have to pick a few darlings from your menu and describe uh, just briefly about your thoughts and the, the the Indian connection in them, any any signatures that you would, would I, I would not call them signatures. I have a different uh, philosophy around them, but. there's one dish which of course is very special to me uh, it's uh, it's a take on sadhya which is uh, a ceremony from kerala and uh, this ceremony is uh, is there to celebrate the first harvest of the season and uh, uh, traditionally it's like a family lunch where people they sit on the floor and they have a banana leaf in front of them and the whole meal is served on the leaf 25 uh, dishes one by one like a spoonful by the whole family members and people usually eat with hands and they mix because it's everything is very tiny portion they mix everything on the leaf with hands and they eat explosion of flavors 
many components many textures many temperatures so we we do we it's a meal on its own but we have a course dedicated to this ceremony and uh, and we the whole kitchen team comes on the table one by one and construct a dish which has a bit of everything from it in terms of flavors temperature textures uh it's a special moment uh because it's so well choreographed also and i've seen people crying over this dish because anyone and anyone who know the dish of course has a emotional connection but anyone who doesn't even know the dish feels very emotional because uh, it just brings out everyone from the kitchen at the first place and then you see a dish been uh, being pulled together in front of everyone and we do the same for every table uh, and as i said it just for me is just the it brings the essence of the country uh, it's a special dish uh, with with many with many layers to it yeah the other i would say uh, a very interesting dish uh, is a take on uh, the pickling uh, spices uh, pickling in india is also very different from the west uh, indian pickles are based out of oil mustard oil has dominant flavors of the spices and i think it's such an amazing pickling techniques and uh the outcome is really amazing so we highlight just one dish based on those uh pickling spices with the pepper uh the pepper we fry with a tempura we make ourselves with the chickpeas uh, tiny dots of uh, uh of the tempura and we fill the pepper with the emulsion of uh, the pickling spice uh, pickling spices which is which is i think it's a flavor bomb and then we serve an ice cream along with it uh which is made with a buttermilk curry so again it is uh, temperature texture uh in terms of flavors has we use lot of tangerine flowers on the pepper with the pickling emulsion which gives in a bit of floral acidity uh just change the complexion of of the dish and again i'm saying without being biased is something which is people who are not from the country uh would be unbelievable flavors uh, for them because uh, it just brings together those flavors which you which most of the people have not experienced before in the next part of the podcast we'll hear himanshu sign his favorite restaurant recommendations in dubai india and the rest of the world We, as we are sitting here now in in, in Dubai, uh, let's talk a bit about the food here. Uh, you mentioned a few words about the restaurant scene in in, in Dubai, which is very very diverse and booming. Um, but um, could you mention a few favorite places? I mean, regardless of category, street yeah. food to fine dining or so. Any yeah. favorites that you have here in in town? Um, I think many favorites, uh, and most of them are again the homegrown concepts. uh which are just one developed here in this city and adapted with the surroundings of this of this of this country and this city i think i'm really in for the ethnic cuisines and like orfali brothers for example what they do with the syrian cuisine and their adaptation uh to many ingredients which are available here with their cuisine is something which is amazing um again a lot of people don't know much about their cuisine uh, but i think that's something i'm always a believer in such cuisines where it doesn't didn't have that exposure before and i think dubai is a perfect market for it and i think 
three brothers are amazing human beings and they're so humble uh you see how successful they are and i think it's always a big believer of underdog story you know he he struggled to open his restaurant for many years and just after pandemic he just set up mm-hmm. his own place and and just roll 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 the game from there yeah i think other chef i would mention here is gregoire he from oceano uh, i'm a big fan of him from many years before i think he was one of the first few chefs who really wanted to offer something different uh like he was breaking the barriers from many years and then now his cuisine is again uh, so refined uh, he took a break uh, for an year he came back again in the restaurant and you can see the energy with which he wants to operate now uh, again it's one of those places which you will always find chefs eating around uh, in the city and that's in the atlantis hotel that's in the atlantis yeah. hotel and i is a dear friend and we go back a long time he was one of the first chefs in the city to ask me to cook with him also was a big occasion for us because uh, you know royal uh, atlantis hotel was was one of the landmarks in the country and there are many there i think none zero chefs from the city who've gone there to cook so it was a special occasion and the food there would be french influenced or i i think i would not say french of course chef gregoire is from france he could have his uh, native influence but i think it's it's a personal cuisine of its own of course it's a restaurant which drives on seafood and uh, he takes inspiration from every part of the world uh, i would say it's it's his personal cuisine it's his personal style which is so rare to find anywhere else uh of course we have many french restaurants in dubai but i think his is stands out the most in terms of uh, the technique precision and the atmosphere which they can build around in uh, to form a dining experience uh, so it ticks many box boxes for me yes okay any any other places i think the other place uh, i can mention here is uh, is kinoya which is uh, uh which is j- mostly famous for the ramen uh and she the chef neha she's from india and i think uh, it's again a proud moment to see a indian perfecting an art of cooking japanese food i call it an art because it's nothing less less than that and it's a ramen ramen shop or is there a restaurant it's a restaurant now she started off with a supper club so yeah. she used to have people in her house uh, host uh, i think 10 people every day and it her supper club used to get booked for like months in advance and once she she got the popularity she decided to open the place with an extended menu now and now she's opened up just recently at Harrods in London and when i see and eat there when i go and eat there i see japanese eating uh, her food is just tells you the story that even they believe it's at par with what they get in japan so again underdog story is something which i believe i'm a big believer in uh, the the last restaurant i would mention can be an endless list is uh, moonrise which is also a very unique concept uh, chef suleiman uh, he's doing his uh, cooking uh, around uh, <coughs> uh, the dubai food culture and you know dubai food culture is also a mix of indian sri lankan pakistani so he's grown up in dubai he has in, he has seen from his little age uh, what's what city started from and now what it, it has become so he bring back not of lost nostalgia for people who have lived in dubai for many years 
uh, of course he's he's self-taught also that's why i think he can have his own uh, his own interpretation is influence more uh, in his style of cooking it's not derived from uh, because he's never worked with any chef so it's i think it's he stands out in this way also because you see it's doing something very different also um anything if we go uh, on more of a casual level even street food or so do you have any super simple places indian or local or so? there is one uh, a place called raju omelet it's also something which is which is Uh, existed in india and uh, i'm a big lover for eggs and this this place is all about eggs mostly indian preparation of eggs yeah and i love that place for its simplicity now of course they want to do a bit more than what they were doing but for me the classical dishes of eggs simple and humble and it just connects me to my time in mumbai because when we used when i was working in mumbai and every day when we finish off late uh, from work after 1 o'clock what eggs are the only thing which you can eat after uh, you know 1 o'clock in mumbai and we used to go back home stop on our way and eat the eggs in many different ways and of course i was missing all of that when i moved to dubai and i found this place uh, which just brings back so many memories you know and you know my my wife is vegetarian uh, my daughter is vegetarian and we don't even cook eggs at home uh, and i of course respect that but i have the craving sometime where yeah. i usually go out uh, once in a week 10 days in a week uh, to uh, 10 days in a month uh, i like to go and eat out there uh if we leave uh, dubai and go to the rest of the world you've been traveling quite a bit because yeah. of yeah all kinds of events and even awards that you have received um any favorites out there in the world many of course i again for me the concept of best doesn't exist everyone is best in their own way uh for me of course i want to start with shafana i visited her last year i visited her again hisha franco uh, yes hisha franco and and for me from the netflix days also that was the one episode which stood out the most and that was the one restaurant in which i wanted to eat you know in my lifetime that was in my bucket list uh and it was a very special moment when i when i eat the last last why, year why was that what 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 caught your interest there i think it's i it's just a connection uh with first of all how beautiful the surroundings are and how challenging it can get in terms of you know uh the restaurant is very isolated uh it doesn't have didn't have back in the days so many tourist uh from across the world and i think the journey she had i can really connect in terms of uh how she made a restaurant a success story uh, was very inspirational uh, and you know when i was growing up i always have this intention to open the restaurant in the suburbs somewhere in the mountains in india but it logistically it was impossible back in the day and now one of my dear friends he's just opened up the restaurant in the himalayas uh, so i have, i'm a i have some connections with the mountains and the surroundings like that and of course uh, the philosophy of her in terms of cooking also uh, just recently i've seen uh, in my recent visit a preparation of dosa which was a big surprise okay uh, yeah. uh, so it was 
it's amazing to see how how the cross cultural influence uh, she can easily adapt i think i've seen very few chefs who can do that uh, adapting ingredients or preparations from other culture and making their own in in every sense i think chef davis for example is another chef for me is a chef full of confidence from diverso from diverso uh, again a big fan from for many many years but when i eaten there last year also i think he served i got the first dish on the dinner a pigeon dish served hot and cold i know how much a prestige it is for a chef to cook a pigeon but to do a first dish like that it it takes a lot of confidence man mm-hmm. it just speaks volumes about the chef what he's trying to do he's not he's not afraid he has no boundaries his cuisine of flying pigs uh, is unreal uh, and <clears throat> i think these two uh, along with lido 84 uh, is is my personal favorites uh so lido uh, 84 what's what's um, what i think the the first shout out i would i must give before i talk about the restaurant or the cooking is just to the chefs chef and his brother i think they are the most humble people i've ever met in my life uh, they are the second ones i've cooked with in the pros- in the pandemic so again a big occasion for us and i think uh it just when when you spend time around with with both of them for 20 minutes it just they just gives you so much positivity uh i think the thinking process is is so humble is so unique the respect of ingredients is amazing the cooking style is uh, neat and clean and you full of flavors full of textures uh and the surrounding of course uh, of of garda lake uh, the setting of the restaurant uh, just breathtaking uh, yeah. but i think even if they if even if chef ricardo is not a chef i would still be a big fan of him very good uh anything else uh us asia somewhere else something or india uh india also i think uh is a country which is uh, has amazing street food uh from from delhi to bombay you know i have not been to every part of my country and there are i would answer your question but it's also interesting thing which i want to mention here about india and indian food uh as i said i've not been to many places myself and there was a one famous journalist from india he came to eat many times and he asked me this question you know himanshu i know you your journey for many years and you've not gone to many places in india but how did your food had so much uh knowledge uh of of those native preparations you know and i have and i realized this about myself when i was tell, giving him this answer it was very spontaneous and i said to him you know i'm happy that i am seeing things from from distance because if i go there if i learn it if i see it 100% how it's being done i would try to be as true as possible i have try to be 100% as possible to that dish and then in that process i will not put my application my thought process uh on that preparation and i think that's that can be a strength i think that is one of my strength that that of course i have understanding of spices of how 
the preparation should be even though i have not seen how it's done perfectly or traditionally but i think it just let me have my own imagination on it it let me have my own additions and subtractions on the ingredients on the style on the preparation so for me i even though i want to visit every part of my country but i think i would uh, knowing everything sometimes can be too dangerous so i am happy being a bit of imperfectionist in that matter but uh, i think in india i especially has to mention uh, uh, chef manish uh, indian accent i started my career with that with that restaurant i owe every bit of my my journey till now uh, to the chef i just worked under him and uh, no one else and uh, i think my career how it shaped now uh, all the credit go, goes to indian accent and to chef manish and it was one of the first indian restaurants to to be doing a progression progressive modern indian food uh, started in 2008 uh, with the challenging days of course and now it's one of the most successful restaurants in in india the other chef from india i want to give a shout is to chef hussein shazad he is a um, chef of bombay canteen and also runs many other restaurants i just love his style of cooking he he's of course spent some time in 11 madison park also so he has that kind of refined cooking style but then he uh, portrays all of that with the complexity of indian food with the burst of flavors uh, and he th- i think <clears throat> in coming days you would hear a lot about him uh, going forward and bombay canteen what kind of what what style is that it's uh, it's indian food uh, a bit of uh, street food inspired uh, and also uh, has lot of regional influence so they would bring out dishes which are lesser known uh, in remote areas in different parts of the country and again they would have their own imagination they adapt they make the dish adapt to the vibe of the city uh their bar program is also amazing uh and i think the whole group is a group of young chefs uh, and young businessmen uh and they understand what city like mumbai wants so when you go to the restaurant it's absolutely buzzing you will feel that it's a restaurant in mumbai with such a buzz around that place so uh, yeah it's it's little casual uh but but it's really tasty indian food has regional influence has uh, international style of uh, bringing a dish together because of its experiences and uh, with many chefs he's worked uh, great ones uh, from the past uh so if we uh, last question i would uh, uh, ask you is that if you um, could close the restaurant after the service tonight and pack your bags and with your family or uh, on your own go anywhere in the world uh, to eat in some restaurant which um, restaurant would that be i think that if it has to be with eating i think it has to be india because uh, i get to go i get a chance to go to india very often uh, but then uh, i still crave for uh, indian food especially cooked by my mother of course uh, and then there is a, a a shop in delhi which is which is which sells many thing but it's known for its chicken curry which is like a very home style chicken curry uh it's called rajinder ka dhaba 
and again it's they started with one kiosk many many years ago and now they've taken over the whole compound and you have you see the name rajendraka dhaba in front of 20 shops now so from one kiosk to 20 outlets in okay. one shopping compound uh and their specialty would be the chicken curry yeah and like people uh if they couldn't find place in in the stalls in the kiosk in the restaurant they would you would see them eating in their car you would see them eating standing in in a hot summer in rainy days in a cold winter night i sometimes crave for all of that uh, stuff you know uh, and of course mumbai for the eggs mumbai for its street food pani puri yeah it's uh, you want to cook like them but of course uh, it's very rustic it's very greasy it's uh, but then that's all already popular what we try to do here is to bring out the other things which people don't know about indian food yeah okay um himanshu saini at present studio in dubai thank you so much for this and good luck with all your uh, projects here thank you so much thank you. A, it was a pleasure talking to you Thank you for listening to the Walla Mouth podcast with Chef Himanshu Saini at Restaurant Tresind Studio in Dubai. You'll find all of the recommendations mentioned in this episode and more in the Walla Mouth app available in your app store or visit our website at wallamouth.app. You'll also find these places in our podcast notes. I'm Kenneth Nars until next week with a new podcast guest. <laughs>